0: Hey Alexa, play the latest episode of After Further Review Podcast with Connor Forrest. Playing After Further Review with Connor Forrest from Amazon Music. Here's the latest episode. You are about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... Who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again.
1: It's the After Further Review Podcast with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com to be right on air. Okay, here we go. Five, six, five, eight, and now, eight, broadcasting from the great eight, Commonwealth of Virginia. Nine, zero, all engines in Liftoff, we have a liftoff, 32 minutes past the hour. Here's your host,
0: Connor Forrest. So, Shawnee Boy, what's the uh, beverage of choice tonight? I've got my big jug of water
1: except Typical. the only issue is i broke it not too long ago it fell off of like a cat tower, you know like cats they climb up and not even were you playing on the and cat tower? yeah <laughs> no i hit it with my elbow and it fell down like head first into the floor and just it cracked a little bit it's still usable though it's just you got to be careful tilting it but it's not too bad give him my
0: condolences would you
1: i know i thought i was gonna have to bury it <laughs>
0: No, don't do that. If we do, we have to make that an actual podcast, the funeral for the water bottle. <laughs> the burial. <laughs> I got one of those Truly, the Citrus Punch Truly seltzers. Hmm. I don't know if you uh, tried that when we were watching the hockey game over here, but they're really pushing it hard on, on uh, NHL Network that Truly is really advertising there, but decided to give it a shot. Citrus Punch is like a two out of four. Totally fine. I mean, would I go out of my way to buy it again? Eh. I don't know. We gave it a shot, though. Not too bad. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Not too that bad. Welcome good. aboard, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in, as always. After further review, we are back. The train is back in station, and Mr. Shawnee Olet has joined us. He is back. Shawnee boy, how the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Wonderful. I missed you. You know, it's funny. Like, last week... We were off. We had some stuff pop up. You know, this is the time of year where just things happen. You have maybe vacation or, you know, you stub your toe too hard and I just don't want to do a podcast. Just stuff happens, right? <laughs> um, but we had Grant Paulson on the week before, which is just awesome. We had so much fun with Grant. Uh, and Shawnee was on a road trip there. But um, it was a blast to, to talk with Grant. And so Shawnee now joins us. I was saying to him before when we hopped on the phone, before we started recording, I was like, Shawnee, I miss you when, when you're gone. So I'm glad to have you back, my man. How's uh, How's life well, been you. for you?
1: It's been good. It's been uh, it's been pretty good. Been enjoying the pool. No speedo yet. I've not bought that. If you remember from a few episodes, <laughs> again, I was no debating speedo. whether or not to buy a speedo. You know, I actually looked online. There was one for a good price, and then I couldn't find it again. So maybe some divine intervention there. But I've I've been. I, I think I've hit my tan max tan potential. I just I can't get any more tan.
0: Uh honestly, I uh, thought yeah. when you brought up the speedo idea that it was like show shtick. But to be honest with you, I'm so happy that it's actually real. Because, A, I, I, half of me wants to never associate myself with you again. But the other half of me is just <laughs> leaning into this so hard. I'm like, Shawnee, get it. Please get it in immediately. Oh, don't worry. If
1: I get one, you're the first one getting a <laughs> selfie. I can't Full wait. body selfie. I get it before Hannah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, there you this go. This is
0: wonderful. I'm so excited. No, she.
1: she I, I would be dumped if I sent that to her.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that can, be, that can be between us. Yeah. We won't worry about that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Shh. don't tell the wives and girlfriends. I
0: love it, I love it. Well, welcome aboard. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we are back, as always. And again, uh, last week stuff popped up, but you know what I decided this week, Shawnee? Um, I decided this week, because I love our loyal listeners, um, they make this whole thing happen. Um, we, we wouldn't have a podcast without them, I thought. I'm going to do something special for them this week. So you're going to get your Wednesday episode. Me and Shawnee are going to cut it up tonight. We're going to catch up on a few NFL things. Again, not too much going on. We're going to talk about one or two other things that have popped up around the league. Um, we'll have our move in the chains. On Friday, you're going to get a bonus episode. So this morning I interviewed Damian Bartonic from the Dames Dropback podcast. I was featured on his podcast last week. And so I'd uh, messaged him and I said, "Dame, jump back on, man. you got to get on after for the review. And he was so great. Um, we talked NFL. We talked... Um, you know, expectations for quarterbacks this year. We talked, you know, about the Chiefs. Can they run it back? Can the Bucks run it back? A lot of cool stuff, a lot of great content in there. Um, so I'm going to have that up for you all on Friday as a bonus episode, as a uh, little thank you for you guys um, for supporting us and, and helping us make this happen. It's just been so much fun. But for tonight, me and Shawnee are back. Um, nobody asked for it, but you're going to get it anyway, baby. So moving the chains is on its way. Me and Shawnee, again, if you are not familiar, it's four stories, um, four downs. I got first and third. Shawnee's got second and fourth. Um, we're going to have some fun with this. But, um, again, it's good to have you back, Shawnee. Good to do a full move in the chains with you. So as a first down story, my first down uh, is going to be about the 4th of July, man. Listen, the best. Love 4th of July. It mean, food, fireworks. I love fireworks. I've gotten the sense that people don't like fireworks recently for some reason. Like I've been hearing people on Twitter talking. Ah, fireworks are loud. They're go away. Fireworks are incredible. They're wonderful. They're so much fun. they it's, it's
1: all about their dogs. They always blame it on the oh, dogs. I think just, they're just they, they just don't like them. So they blame the dogs. They blame oh, the dogs. The dogs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the dogs. Fido doesn't scared. like them. He
0: hides under the bed. Yeah. Put Fido away, yeah, please. I, mean,
1: I need to. Know enjoy the fireworks. you yell at your spouse at 10 million decibels, and <laughs>
0: <laughs> the dog's fine with that. But yes. a firework
1: 10 miles away. Oh no.
0: Yeah, when you Eagles fans are mad about everything and you're screaming at your television, Fido's cool with that, but God forbid a 200-milligram little firework going off. Love fireworks. Love 4th of July. And, Shawnee, you know this most about me. I love America. I just love America. And any time I can Mm -hmm. stick on some red, white, and blue, um, I can get out there and and eat just food all day, Um, have nothing to do but just enjoy the country, enjoy company. It's the best. So I thought, on that note, I'm going to rank my top five holidays. Sound good? Yeah, sounds right. great. We're going to start at five. We're going to work our way down. Number five, I have Halloween. I'm okay with Halloween. I like it. It's fun. I like it because, you know, me and my wife got married in October. And so we got the townhouse. The first thing that I thought when we came back is we got married October 3rd. We had our honeymoon. We came back. And in two weeks, I remember saying, gosh, we got kids in our neighborhood. We're going to go to Costco, get the king size candy. And that's what we did the best put it out there the kids were just doing the harlem shake in the yard they were so thrilled they were just grabbing king size snickers and milky way and they were just you know i did see a couple kids come by and they put a little sign said please take one and they took six but i digress some of those kids down the road not happy with them so not happy with them at all but i digress got number five halloween good stuff good stuff for people with sweet tooth with sweet tooth that's what i said sean i just said Good thing for people with sweet tooth. That's devastating. That might have to be the name of the episode, with a sweet tooth. How about that? What a joke. We just got the title for our episode, unfortunately, with sweet tooth. Number four, I got Easter. Love Easter. Easter, you know me and Shawnee, we celebrate it as a religious holiday. So it's it's such a fun, it's such an exciting holiday. As Catholics, it's always very, um, it's just an energetic. It's it's a it's just an incredible day. But it's also introduces warm weather. It's more time for family. And again, it's just another excuse for food. That's what Americans do so well, I think. We take every holiday and just interject food. Memorial Day, barbecue. Fourth of July, barbecue. Thanksgiving, bird. Just we just take food, put it everywhere. That's why I love it. I will I was born in this country, I'll die in this country. We love our food. I love my food. Love me some Easter. Speak of food, third. Thanksgiving. Love Thanksgiving. Love, Thanksgiving. love me a bird. Love me mac and cheese, and I love me football. But I think the great thing with Thanksgiving is that you get three things. So you get your football, you get to watch the Lions lose every year, right, Sean? You <laughs> get yeah. to watch Dallas lose every year, which is even better for me. Eh, not every year. Eh, well, most years. Yeah, <laughs> not I'll when they're you. playing Washington. They always beat Washington. <laughs> See, I would get angry with you, but it's true. Um, except for <laughs> 2012. Uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving's just an incredible, incredible holiday. You got football. You got family. You got, uh, and, and this is where, you know, look, Halloween in the mid-Atlantic range, you can get the warm weather Halloween, you get the cold weather Halloween. Thanksgiving is continuously, it's always cool. It's got that 38 to 44 degree range. It's introducing Christmas. Again, food. Give it to me. Any day. Any day of the week. I'll just, it's so good. I'm getting so, I'm getting emotional over here. I might need to take a break. Number two, 4th <laughs> of July. What is there not to like about the 4th of July? Like I said, barbecue. It's warm weather. You're by a pool. It's fireworks. Just the best. I mean, literally watching people blow up their money. How entertaining is that? Enjoy it. Enjoy it. This weekend, it'll be a good weekend. Number one is Christmas. It's just, you look, whether you celebrate Christmas or you don't celebrate Christmas, everyone is happier and the world is better during Christmas. There's just no two ways around it. It's just the music, it's the lights, it's the tree. You know, it's the you giving some, you know, someone a beautiful gift and you getting socks back. It just doesn't matter. It's so nice. It's great. It's wonderful. I love Christmas. So, Sean, I have to ask you, for my five, you got Halloween at five, number four, Easter, number three, Thanksgiving, number two, Fourth of July, number one, Christmas. What's your list? All right, so my list I'll go through
1: quickly. Number five, I've got Easter. Uh, not a holiday. I do much during, but uh, just love the introduction to the warm weather. Uh, number four, 4th of July. That's probably just because it's in the summer. And I love America as you well. You love America too. <laughs> uh, but but you and I are the same. We we just, we love the heat. Oh, I yeah. would just, I love being outside and just, just hanging out in the heat. And Speedos. Uh, number and three, I'm going to go, what's that? Yeah, hanging out in Speedos and all that stuff, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my little pink Speedo. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> number, let me pull my list back up. Where'd it go? There we are. All right. So number three is going to be New Year's. That was one that you didn't have on your list. Mm-hmm. I. I I want to at least once in my life go to Times Square for New Year's Eve into New Year's for the for mm-hmm. the ball dropping. It's not something I want to do every year like I'm sure some people do, but just once in my life I want to do that and then once in my life I want to go to Sydney, Australia and watch all their fireworks that they have over That'd the Sydney Harbour Bridge and over the Opera House. I just I I mean that's the first big city in the world maybe other than Tokyo that gets new that gets rings in the new year so i've, I've always wanted to do that mm-hmm. um number two i'm gonna go with christmas not as fun when you're older because then you have to start coordinating buying gifts for people and you get yeah it's a, it's a mess don't yeah. get old uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> number one i'm gonna go with thanksgiving i always mm-hmm. come down to my grandfather where i'm living now um his house for thanksgiving and it's just you know the cold weather playing football outside coming in eating and then watching the lions lose and then watching the redskins lose i mean excuse me washington football team lose it's <laughs> first of always, all unbearably
0: uh, offensive i'm going to jump I know. out the I'm window s- i'm so sorry Connor. He's Second, he's going to be all, fired again yeah i'm going to fire you cuz it's offensive and second of all <laughs> like i said you're actually right
1: <laughs> yeah
0: but no i uh, <laughs>
1: it's uh, i love thanksgiving it'll always be uh, always be my favorite so yeah Absolutely. that's uh, that's my list
0: it's a wonderful list. The only thing I disagree with again, is I'm not a New Year's Eve fan. I'm just yeah. not a New Year's Eve fan. It just, That's it's so much. Oh yeah, you know, resolutions. Eh, everyone's squeaking, everybody talking about blah blah blah, and then the cable TV is the worst humanity has to offer. Mm-hmm. But hey, yeah. man, listen, teach your own. And like I said, I think you're right though. You got the, you're you're onto something there with the, you know, experiencing something once. I think you got sometime yeah, exactly. it sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Maybe get get a hotel Times Square New Year's Eve. Why not? Right exactly love it you got a second down for us
1: yep so second down I've got a list as well I'm going to go top five airlines so I'm going to start from the bottom and work my way to number one so at the bottom I'm going to go number five is American Airlines and these are all airlines that I've flown on at least once I think all of them I've done multiple times uh American Air uh, yeah American Airlines number five because uh there was one flight I was on going from DC to New Orleans the inbound flight was from Charlotte delayed I mean we were going to be 20 to 30 minutes behind schedule We pushed back two minutes ahead of, it was the quickest boarding I have ever seen. It was very, very impressive for a decent sized plane. It was an a319. It was incredible. I, I'm still in awe just thinking about how quickly they got everybody boarded and how that plane left on time. And I think we probably got into new Orleans a couple minutes ahead of schedule. Wow. It was, uh, it was quite, quite impressive. So, Mm -hmm. uh, American's there. I know a lot of people complained about American, but I'm going to go American number five. I've always had good experiences with them. Number four, I'm going to go with Delta. Very nice planes, very nice cabins, good service. The only complaint I have about them, it's pricey. So Delta Mm -hmm. number four, I wish the price was a little bit lower. Uh, Number three, I'm going to go with Southwest. Love their baggage policy and love their boarding. For baggage, you get uh, two, uh, not carry-on bags, but two free checked bags which i don't think there's any airline in the world that offers that other than southwest Free so you can bring your entire out. house for two two per person two so if, so if you and i were flying on our honeymoon wow. out to uh <laughs> <laughs> out, out <laughs> Albert, where do you want to go honey yeah, right, get, we'll go
0: down to marco island me and anna went there but you know she's out of the picture okay now, clearly yeah
1: I'll pretend I know where that is. So we're going down to Marco Island. All right. We're on our way down to Marco Island somewhere. And you would get two bags. I would get two bags. And they're boarding. As long as you check in at a decent time, you'll get a window and aisle seat. It's open boarding. Once you're on the plane, you can sit where you want, wherever is available. Number two, favorite domestic airline of all time, JetBlue. I will fly them at any point in my life. Love JetBlue. The TVs, they were the first airline I think that ever had TVs on the back of the seat in front of you. Oh, Direct goodness. TV. They've got Sirius XM, excellent customer service. Seats used to be free. I think they're starting to charge on at least some flights now for seats. Um and baggage policy is good as well, which is always mm-hmm. a big deal if you're um if you're a prince like me and you need all the clothes <laughs> to travel. Uh <laughs> All right, number one, I've only flown in them a few times, but I love Qantas. Yeah. Uh, I flew an A380 from Dallas down to Sydney. Wonderful airline. Uh, it, it was uh, it was incredible. And my my little bit of advice, real quick, is if you're going to Australia, go out of Dallas. Do not go out of San Francisco or L.A., which as mm. most people do, go out of Dallas. A lot less people do that because they think it's a longer flight. It is, by a couple hours, 100% worth it. You can, I think I've mentioned this before, you can spread out on the plane as much as you want because it is so empty most of the time on mm. that route. So go out of Dallas if you're going to Australia. Do you have a list?
0: Yeah, uh, I, I, actually, yours. I actually okay. do. I That's actually good. was constructing it as it together you were wrong. talking. <laughs> yeah, I literally was, as you were talking, I was constructing it. So um, I'll go from five to, and it's funny. So, these are all American uh, lines here. So, uh, the only okay. – again, I, I, when I was younger, when I would fly internationally, it was Lingus. But, again, I was way, way too young to really remember anything there. Um, okay. So, my five are going to be domestic to the United States. So, number five, I'm going to put American. Um, okay. American's fine. Uh, American suffers from a little bit of what United does, a little bit of an you know, aging fleet. They've invested pretty heavily into the 737 MAX. Um try to update their fleet but again um customer service was iffy and again being six foot seven I, I just can't fit in the plane it's just not going to happen right you just it's just not going to happen the seat pitch is really the, the space between seats is crazy so um you know when I'm sitting next to my mom who's like five you know eight or five nine and she kind of is you know, a little bit tight that like you can just imagine me I look like a bowling ball sitting in my seat
1: you know, and then the lady comes
0: over to check if my seatbelt is on. I'm like, good luck finding my seatbelt. My, my knees are behind my ears. So, um, <laughs> I, I, yeah. So American is, is I'd say five there for, I'm going to say United cause United suffer from what American does. I think the customer service can kind of be iffy. Um, the, the, I mean, some of the planes are just run down. Unfortunately, I don't think they take great care maintaining their planes, which is kind of frustrating because as a plane guy, you just see a beautiful 777 on the tarmac, and you see it dirty, and you're like, can somebody power wash this thing? It's so gorgeous. Please power wash this thing. But they just don't want to do that to their planes. The only thing I will say about United, I'm a mileage card holder, uh, and I'll always be that way just simply because United offer flights everywhere. Like, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a city United does not serve to um united is just simply everywhere um so i'll give that to them and honestly the the baggage policy if you're a, a you know a card holder is pretty pretty darn good too so and um, they're lenient with their carry-on mm-hmm. stuff because i mean if, more if times you're not a, go ahead i was gonna say if you're not a
1: privileged card holder like sir connor Forrest is yeah. here, yeah yeah i mean you have to be <laughs> if, you, if you don't super have a credit rich. card it's terrible yeah i'm kidding <laughs> it's uh it's uh it's terrible. Yeah. Their their baggage and then their C policy. I, I hate United. I will mm, mm, don't even get me started, Connor.
0: No, I I, I won't. I was gonna say as <laughs> I said that I'm super rich. I'm looking down. I'm wearing shorts with like three holes in them. So uh, again, I yeah same. Rest in peace. Uh, so number three, I'll put Southwest. Uh, Southwest. It just does what they do so well. Right, the baggage policy is great, like you said. The um, onboarding offboarding process is their their turnaround times for for flights I'd have to look up the exact number but it's one of the highest industry standards of just turning around planes but again I think it's you, 30 minutes it's something crazy i mean they turn around flights yeah. in a blink and the best part about them too is again if you're in a major metropolitan area and it's maybe the off season and you're trying to get somewhere i mean you can get one way tickets on southwest for 45 bucks i mean it's just like a, you know it's it's you can get them for frontier you know prices with you know JetBlue service which is which is pretty darn good so love southwest i'll put delta too um delta i think are trying to bite into united's international routes so i think they're updating their fleet nicely and i think again i was in salt lake city one of the hubs for delta very clean um their first cast lounges were just awesome um they're updating their fleet like i said and customer service have always been good my number one though is jet i mean JetBlue, i will do anything for, i mean if they can listen shawnee we need to get them to sponsor the podcast if it's a dollar. If they give us a dollar, all I want to do is tell people to fly JetBlue. I just want to do that so bad. I'll, I mm-hmm. will wear a shirt that says JetBlue on it just for them because I love them. <laughs> Never had a bad experience with them. We missed a flight once. TSA were hanging us up in Orlando, and not only did they get us onto the next flight, but they literally gave us seat 1A, 1B, one 1C. It was remarkable. They gave us, like, front row right there in the first class section. Didn't even charge us extra. They were just amazing. So JetBlue, I'm going to put there, number one. Awesome. It's a great list. It's a great question, Love JetBlue, Shawnee. yeah. Love JetBlue. All right. Uh, what's your third down? So third down is actually kind of a funny story, Shawnee. I was opening up, as, as I do every day, I was on Food Beast, which, you know, Shawnee, me and Food Beast are very, very good friends. Mm -hmm. This was a story that popped up that I just thought was absolutely hysterical. Uh, So Burger King is bringing more beef to its newest burger. Uh, And this one is in Japan. So (laughs) this is literally a thing. (laughs) I'm not even kidding with you, right? Burger King Japan's Tokyo Teriyaki Tower Burger. Tokyo Teriyaki Tower Burger. This thing, I'm going to count it. One, two, three, four patties of teriyaki flavored wow. beef, just on each other with one slice of cheese in between. You have patty, patty, cheese, patty, patty, pickles, onions, bun. So this thing is a monster, right? I, I, honestly, it's at a point where it's like it looks cool, but like I can't imagine it's good because it's you're just there's just so much cow. I, I mean, there's just so much yeah. cow in there. And it made me think a little bit here, Shawnee. I sent you a link.
1: And I yes, sent you, a and link. you told
0: me not to open it. Yes, so now I'm going to tell you to open it up. Okay, let me uh, let me find. Okay, I'm
1: opening up the link. Okay, <laughs> that's always dangerous when Connor sends you a link. Don't <laughs> open it normally. It makes me sound so wanna... <laughs> creepy. <laughs> <laughs> These names. All right. All right. So is this a Japanese menu for uh, McDonald's? This is
0: a Japanese the the, the uh, Japanese menu for McDonald's in Japan. Are those chips on a burger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is remarkable. So, as you scroll down to the bottom, I want you to go to the dinner menu. See the bottom there? Okay.
1: Dinner, uh, dinner, 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 dinner. What
0: am I? What? It's at the very bottom. Hang on. I'm under burgers. Okay. I don't see a dinner. So, as I'm scrolling through here, I'm looking at this menu. Which oh, I see. I, yep, I got it. I got it. Yep. Remarkable. So, the Big Mac, for example, here in the States, you've got two patties, and essentially you've got three buns. you get got two patties and three buns. Here in Japan, their Big Mac has four patties. Now, the way that they assemble these burgers is sinful. Like, this is criminal to me. Because what they do is they just put the burgers on top of each other. They don't separate with cheese. They just put burgers on top of each other. Oh yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, that should that should be five to ten years in prison. No one should. Oh do
1: my, that. I didn't even notice that. I, yep. I don't eat as much as you do, I. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I have you seen my that. waistline? <laughs> I need a food expert to point that stuff out. Wow, I, oh my goodness! Do You see this? Look at the fish fillet. Yeah. Oh, the, that's a sin.
0: That is a sin. It is a literal mortal sin. They should go to confession immediately. Um, oh my goodness! You just start going through this menu, and it is remarkable. So they got the by teriyaki chicken fillet. Now it's weird. Yeah, Do you know disgusting. how they say like fillet o fish? Mm-hmm. Um, this says just chicken fillet o. This is fillet o. So not quite sure what that's all about, but I digress. I think it's chicken. Okay. Do you see the bar shrimp fillet? The shrimp fillet. That was the thing that I was about to ask you. That this is gonna be my third down. Would you order this? The shrimp fillet. The shrimp fillet is essentially tiny little shrimp which are basically half minced up, but it's like shrimp. And they're basically, I I think it's kind of like binded with like, I think it's cheese. And then it's fried into patties. And they're just stacked on top of each other.
1: Are you a shrimp guy? I am, but I don't know if I'd order that. I'm (laughs) hesitant about
0: fast food shrimp. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I'm not sure if those shrimp have seen the ocean since 2006. I don't think they have. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. But isn't it remarkable they them up from the Titanic? I mean, let me tell you, man. Isn't that remarkable? I mean, scroll to the menu. Yes. It, it, some of it looks incredible, and others look, huh? Like what are we doing here?
1: But it they is They put
0: the cheese on the bottom. They put the cheese. at the breakfast menu? Yeah. They put the cheese on the bottom. Now, the last thing that I'm going to say before you get to your fourth down is I'm going to go here to um, the sides here. And this is one of the one of the ones that I remember looking up that I was like, what? Um, they have a bunch of different sauces here. So mm-hmm. you know how you go to McDonald's. It's the barbecue, it's the sweet and sour, it's the honey mustard, it's the hot honey mustard. It's like the ketchup, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got your sides. You get your, I mean, McDonald's, the sides now here is like, you get the... You get, obviously, you get your fries. You get your nuggets. And I kind of essentially kind of ends there. Like, they got rid of salads. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that's kind of it. Like, on the breakfast menu, you can obviously get your, your yogurt. You can get your hash brown. Here, you can get a side salad in a cup. You can get a <laughs> yogurt, right? You can get edamame and corn, <laughs> which is, like, from McDonald's. And then hash potatoes. Yeah, and then your, your 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 like sauces. You get your barbecue. You get your mustard sauce. They just call it mustard sauce. You what get, is that? Honey mustard, basically. I don't think it's honey mustard because I just, I think it's just mustard. It just says mustard sauce. Oh okay okay. Then they have roasted garlic rayu. I don't know what that is. I'm totally butching the pronunciation, but that's like a roasted garlic sauce. Then you get triple okay. spicy sauce, and then roasted sesame dressing, and it comes in like in a little lo- cup. Low calorie onion sauce. Do you L- see that? Yeah, low calorie onion. What is that?
1: I don't know. I didn't know, cal- I didn't know onions were a lot of calories. Wow, dude, you that's know what, crazy, man.
0: When we go overseas, we we've got to give this give this a swing. Look at that. They got we- waffle cones, and McDonald's have a waffle cone over there. They have a, a McFloat grape, so they got soda floats, I guess. Ooh, ooh. They have a melon McFloat. What? M- Probably tastes like water. A McFlurry chocolate <laughs> banana. Ice cream. Interesting. Well, Shawnee, huh. I think we're going to have to give this a shot eventually.
1: Dude, I will, I will 100% go to Japan, and we, we'll do like a Dave Portnoy-type <laughs> food review. You know how he does One the bite. pizza reviews? Everybody knows the rules. We'll do the, we'll do the, uh, the, the McDonald's reviews in other countries.
0: That I'm going to tell our listeners, you've got to go online and Google McDonald's international menus, and they are fascinating. They are absolutely fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. So that is my third down. I thought that was pretty interesting, Shawnee. You got a fourth down for us? That's a good one.
1: Fourth one. Yeah, my fourth down is going to be a food one as well. Uh, I've been eating a lot of omelets since I've been here, or at least was eating a lot of omelets. Is Ooh. it just me, or do you get tired of eggs after a couple days? So tired, dude. Do you, do you like eggs?
0: I do. I do, but you know what's okay. really funny? Completely worn out. I know. I'm completely what, worn out
1: all, on eggs. That's like the only food in the world... Where after – now, like, if I if I had McDonald's every day, I think after two weeks, I'd be like, oh, gosh, yep. Big Mac, really? But I don't have McDonald's. I have McDonald's maybe a couple times a month. Sure. But with an egg, it's – I'll have two or three days of having an omelet or something or scrambled eggs, and then I'm just – I'm done with it. Yep. It's – I, I don't know what it is. And also, I get – I think people have this as well, where you're in the middle of eating an egg, and then all of a sudden it just grosses you out, and you feel like throwing up. Have you ever gotten that?
0: Yeah, it's funny. You get that with certain things, right? With certain foods that you just mm-hmm. overeat. But I mean, growing up on a farm too. I mean, we we you know my brother has thirty some odd forty chickens, so each day like while they were laying like crazy, I mean he came in with three or four boxes of eggs a day. Yeah. And so yeah. we would just my dad my dad loves eggs. He has them in the morning. My brothers all love eggs. And I remember there coming a point three or four years ago where I was just like. I'm done. I I can't eat eggs. I just can't. And I do, look again, breakfast buffet, eggs, wonderful. Eggs in a uh, bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely stunning. Love it. I'll take it. But, like, if I'm waking up in the morning and Anna will ask, like, hey, what are you feeling for breakfast? you feeling? The second she goes eggs, I usually give her the "Eh." face. You know that face? Yeah. That's the face I usually give her
1: hmm yeah i don't know it's just to me it's the only food in the world where you can have it for such a short amount of time and then get tired of it yeah, because there's a hundred thousand
0: ways to do it and i think most people have had mm-hmm. them every way you can have it if that makes sense
1: mm-hmm. yeah no i i agree and i i just i love over easy eggs at cracker barrel mm-hmm. i can never make them that good it, yeah. it, and so when i try it just either the the yolk burns and it becomes hard and it just doesn't right. taste good or it's too runny and that's when i'm you know mid bite and i just see like a little bit of like runniness on it and i'm like
0: oh, i'm good I'm on this <laughs> yeah, i know i'm like i'm good yeah. i'll just go to the bagel
1: <laughs> and then one time i made scrambled eggs they have you ever had watery eggs dude yeah like where if yeah. you squeeze them and it's just like water ju- oh, just dude, like- i'm I'm getting, I'm getting nauseous right now
0: <laughs> <laughs> quick yeah. shot, take your I tank know, of I, water
1: no kidding i just found it interesting that uh that eggs were that one food for me and i think for a mm-hmm. lot of people uh, yeah that that just caused that but that's my fourth down that was, that was just a quick little observation in mm-hmm. life that i noticed that i wanted
0: to share uh so yeah that is uh, that's our moving the chains that's as good as it gets shawnee well very very uh very yeah i mean talk about covering covering everything our moving the chains really does cover cover the, the, the scope of the world doesn't it hmm very proud of it I'm very proud of it shawnee well well done i like that i like that indeed um well, wonderful. Yeah. So we'll jump into a couple things NFL-wise. Um I think Friday's episode is really good. I think some some great content um for all you NFL fans out there. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it either way. Um and again before the interview, I'll 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 give some some fresh content before um we get uh, Friday's episode out. So you you guys are going to enjoy that as well, hopefully. Um But let's jump around uh just just a couple things to touch on. Um this week. Again, NFL just kind of slowly but surely everyone's golfing. So nothing too much to talk about. But we do want to bid a farewell to Demarius Thomas and his retirement. So via Bleacher Report, a five time pro bowler Demarius Thomas in Denver recorded seven hundred twenty four receptions for nine thousand seven hundred and sixty three yards. It's almost ten thousand yards. Pretty impressive. Sixty three touchdowns during his career. His greatest run of success came um as Peyton Manning's top target um, with Thomas setting the single season franchise record with 1,619 receiving yards back in 2014. I think the, the, the best Marius Thomas, obviously image that most people have is that um, playoff run with Tim Tebow, that, that first play in overtime, 80 yards against the Steelers on just kind of that quick. It was just like a single high safety look for the Steelers and Thomas, Mm -hmm. I think it was maybe an eight yard slant route and Tebow just, just, it was a flamethrower right to his chest and it was just a foot race. Got one stiff arm in and he was, he was the distance. So, um, yeah, Demarius Thomas heading into retirement. So as they say, uh, on, on PTI, happy trails to Demarius Thomas. Uh, enjoy retirement. Uh, he was good for my fantasy team for eh, two years, maybe you know, four or five years ago. So I'll be grateful for that. Um, but we wish him a happy and, um, well now healthy retirement. So, it's the best part about retirement for NFL players, but, uh, Shawnee, I know you wanted to chat about this. Um, this is I something did. that I definitely was interested in getting your take on with some of Tom Brady's comments. So you've got the quote. I want you to read the quote for everybody, and then I got to get your your take on uh, on Tom Brady's quote. I believe was it on HBO?
1: Yeah, it was on an HBO series called The Shop in Uninterrupted. Um, okay, so Tom Brady said about free agency. He said. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Oh, okay. He said uh, there was a story in free agency. One of the teams, they were interested. And then all of a sudden, they weren't interested. And at the very end, I was sitting there thinking, you're sticking with that mother beeper? Are you serious? And then he he, he later went on to say, when I look back, I'm like, there's no blanking way I would have went to that team. Uh, <laughs> and so the big question now and as somebody who majored in Tom Brady in college I know that he enjoys messing with people's minds in a way that is different
0: <laughs> than other players he does um, like to troll but he trolls in like a classy way right because in he's a, not well, like well this wasn't so classy well and here, here's what I mean when I say classy it's like it's the way he says it right it's mm-hmm. not it's not what he says it's the it's way so he says
1: it so up in it. the air yeah, like because, there are some players who would have been like, yeah, the, the Cardinals reached out to me and I was like, no way I'm playing for that bleep bleep team. Like, what yeah, you know, yeah. And, it, and it's like they say it directly and then everybody gets mad at that player. But like Tom Brady here, everybody's just fascinated. Who was he talking about? So that's what I want to talk to you about.
0: <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, it, do, you ha- do you have any teams is- that come come to mind for you at least? Because I have two teams that came to mind.
1: You have two? Yeah, I have two. Let me, uh, oh, I I literally, oh, here we go. I closed the article. I, I have a history of doing that, closing my browser, uh, <laughs> before I'm done looking at something. Okay. Um, yeah. So the team I'm, okay, let, let me, let me backtrack a little. Here's, according to this arg- article, what people are saying 49ers, Chargers, Saints, Raiders, Bears. I've also seen Miami thrown in there. Mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say 49ers maybe Chargers I I just I don't think it would have been the Chargers Philip Rivers was going to be gone their quarterback situation was up in the air by the time um Brady was a free agent I don't think it was the Chargers cuz he he literally said you're sticking with that blanker so I'm <laughs> I'm thinking of a team that had the same quarterback from 2019 to 2020 and that the Chargers don't fit that mold No no Right Yeah they they don't they were done with Philip Rivers and they they didn't know at that point when right. Brady was a free agent, but they went Herber on to Justin Herbert. Yeah, you know, exactly. Last year. Um, So I don't think it was the Chargers. I don't think it was the Saints. Now, the Saints fit that mold, but there's no way Tom Brady would have said that about Drew Brees. No, Brady's. no. There's just there, there, there's there was no way. It's not the Saints. Brees,
0: I think and, – and people forget there was two years – Two years ago, people thought Drew Brees still had maybe two or three years left. I, I think people, I think his rapid decline in his ability to throw the ball downfield was, was really on display this year. And I know he was hurt. Mm-hmm. I know he's battling stuff, but I, I think there was still a comeback. There was just no way that was that was Drew Brees. There's just no way.
1: And, yeah, when I saw that, and I've seen the same. I, mean, I don't know why people keep on saying he was talking about the Saints. There's just no, no way he would have said that no about chance. Drew Brees. Um, Las Vegas Raiders, possibly. I still don't necessarily see him talking to Derek Carr that way or talking about Derek Carr that way. Right. Um, but that's that's possible. Chicago Bears, they don't really fit the mold of having... I'm not, I mean, maybe he was talking about Mitch brisk. Uh, Tabris- I can't talk. you get Mitch there. Turbisky. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm trying to talk too fast. Um, so maybe he was talking about them. But I'm going to... Uh, see, this article says—I'm going to say—oh, no, there was also Denver was in there. What, what does, what does the article say? The article says that it probably wasn't San Francisco or New Orleans. I agree with New Orleans. I think he was talking about San Francisco.
0: Mm, interesting. With Jimmy G? But
1: my With Jimmy G, because apparently they didn't get along well in, in New England. Mm. The only argument I have against that is that that was Tom Brady's team growing up. That was the team he always wanted to play for. I don't think he would have said, when I look back, I'm like, there's no blanking way I would have went to that team. I don't think he would have said that about the 49ers. So my top three on who he was talking about, 49ers, Raiders, and Broncos, maybe throw the Bears in there. Hmm. What do you think?
0: Yeah. So I, my, the two teams that came to mind for me were the Raiders and the Bears. Um, just because both of them, I think were at a point where, look, Mitch Trubisky was still young, but I mean, you, you were two years into the Trubisky experience and I I think that had from really the start and obviously hindsight is 2020 now, but from the start, uh, that, that experience was, was going South. Um, and I think that they would have, would have probably been uh, a good team in play there, but, I think them or the Raiders really. Look Miami, mm-hmm. I because Tua was taken in 2019. Uh so mm-hmm. you know when when Tom was a free agent there like they they had already gone the Tua direction. Um Yeah, I mean honestly to me I think the Bears or the Raiders were probably that team but it, isn't it funny? Like it, it is. It is funny you mentioned because I think it could have been one of those teams. That, and Look, we, we might not know until he retires, and then maybe you know something will come out, or God knows. But it is a really interesting point that you bring up that um, it is funny with Tom Brady how it does seem like he has a way of, and maybe this is just what winning does, but mm-hmm. can you imagine if anyone else kind of came out and said this? You know who used to say things like this in here in Washington? Now, he wasn't a quarterback, so it's different, right? But DJ Swearinger used to say, stuff like that, right? DJ Swearinger would go to a team. uh, He would be disgruntled. He would cause some sort of issue within the coaching staff or within the locker room. He would get cut. And then he would go on a tirade on that team uh, when he left. And Mm -hmm. then he would go to his new team and the whole process would start over again. And literally he ended up struggling finding, you know, starting gigs. Now I believe he's starting now and I think he's down in new Orleans, but you know, it was the Cardinals, and then it was Washington, and, I mean, it was just flame throwing every team and coach yeah. that he had before. And it was just such a bad look. It was so unprofessional. It was so ridiculous and kind of petty. Um, and it's funny because I don't think that the response that D.J. Swearinger would have when he would come out and say Jay Gruden had no idea what he was doing or, you know, Joe Barry was terrible or blah, 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 um, or I can't believe these guys were, you know, starting this jagaloon over me. The response between dj swearinger and tom brady making essentially the same comments are very different and i do think it has to do with tom brady is just so good he's just been a winner and i think that ends up just elevating you over you obviously get a longer leash right in the public eye but Mm -hmm. it is kind of funny um that is kind of something interesting because we say this with politicians too right we say and, and forget whatever side of the aisle you're on it doesn't matter but the the brash politician like the Donald Trump versus the Barack Obama, they both were extreme in their own ways, but their messaging was so different. And so Trump was always, you know, he was always seen as such a boisterous guy because he just said what was on his mind where Barack Mm -hmm. Obama would say it was on his mind, but he would say it more professionally. And so you would get these, you would get this, you know, dichotomy between the two characters where you go, go Trump is off the rails and Obama seems totally, you know, totally cool headed when in reality they both were cool headed and off the rails in different ways. But, Obama just mm-hmm. knew how to word it and Trump did not. And it's like yeah. not to get political, but I, that's just the best example to me of guys who are just say things differently. And I think yeah. when I when I that was the first thing I thought when I saw these comments is I'm like gosh, I don't think people are like talking about like that is quite a statement. Like you're you're essentially yeah. like calling out a team and you're Literally mother effing somebody. <laughs> it's just like, well, I, you know, people are talking about, oh, what team are they talking about? And not, I, eh, that's yeah. the comment.
1: Can I interrupt you? I did a little more investigating real quick. Yes. And I found out that he sa- he also added to his statement that he said, I'm going to beep that team up. That's uh, not word for word, but that's kind of paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah. leads me, just as a little Shawnee investigator here, to believe he was playing that team. Last year. Mm. So, I'm going to go through their schedule real quick. (laughs) Here we go. I pulled up their schedule. Okay. Saints, we already decided it wasn't Drew Brees. Uh, (laughs) It wasn't the Saints. That's who they played week one. It wasn't the Saints. It wasn't Drew Brees. So, that's out. Okay. Panthers, I don't think they ever had a starting quarterback until week one. Uh, um, Broncos, possibly. Chargers, possibly. But we kind of eliminated that because – they didn't have a starting quarterback, so they weren't really sticking with that mother beeper. <laughs> um Bears. He lost to the Bears. Mm. I'm gonna say Bears or Broncos. He wouldn't have said that about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And then the Raiders. So so far, Broncos, Bears, Raiders. Giants, I don't I haven't seen that on anybody's list. No, no, Daniel. N- Jones, I don't think uh, no. yeah. No. Saints, no, Panthers, no. Well, oh, they played them twice back to back. Wow. Um Rams. I think he has respect for Jared Goff. They played in a Super Bowl together. I don't think he would have said that about him. He would have not said well, that the Rams, about Patrick. Well,
0: the Rams, I don't think, he had the cap space either, right? I mean, no. they're in cap he, hell.
1: Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't have been interested no. anyways. Chiefs, definitely not. Vikings, uh, no, you don't no, think so? No, not with Kirk under contract. No. Uh, Huge okay. extension. Falcons, no. I would say no, right? No.
0: No, with Matt Ryan, no. I mean, no. No.
1: Okay. Lions, I haven't seen that on anybody's list. I don't think so. Uh, back to the Falcon, Fal- oh, yeah, Falcons. All right, so that was their regular season. So, I mean, yeah, that leaves us with Broncos, Bears, Raiders. Mm. But I'm also not going to – it could have been the 49ers as well. But I'm now that I think about that childhood thing, and that's the team that he's always, always wanted to play as just as a kid, that kind of leads me to believe that it wasn't them because he said I wouldn't want to play for that team anyways. Mm. So I, I think it was either the Broncos, the Bears, or the Raiders – yeah i would say ba- i think i think bears i'm gonna say bears
0: yeah it's, yeah i mean that that's that, that's the team i had in mind that's pretty okay. fascinating yeah it's gonna be funny i eventually it's gonna come out somebody's gonna say something really? to someone. hey it's you gonna think? come out oh god all these things always do it's they always do somebody says know. something to somebody and they're told to you know people within Tom Brady's camp are told not to say it now and I'm sure it's going to get leaked who who knows
1: well well the thing is the team that he's talking about probably knows that they're talking about him like they're going to know that they had a you know, offer and then they took it away real quick or oh, that they were showing a lot of interest oh my
0: shiny the, the team knows exactly who they are the dude mm-hmm. they, he know they know exactly i mean these guys are are connected enough for that but yeah it'll be fun to watch i just
1: I just couldn't see him saying that about Derek Carr, no. so I I think it's either the Broncos or the Bears, and I think, I think it would have been the Bears. Yeah, I'd say so too. That's yeah. just that's my opinion. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. So, too. so that's uh, that's my little Tom Brady rant for Interesting. the
0: night. Well, Sherlock Sean yeah. got got a uh, Sherlock Sean.
1: His... I'm gonna have a full? You know what detectives do in their office? Or they have like the the lines on the big uh, board and they. They like put the lines and trying to connect the dots. Oh yeah, you I'm got like, the little okay, pins I, on the map and you Exactly at you yeah, twelve a, o'clock, yeah. The murderer was here and then they <laughs> went Yeah, I'm I'm gonna do that with the Tom Brady thing. I'm gonna figure out like what when was the moon and hmm. how does that relate to the stars? You're doing the Lord's work Tom there, Brady? I know. You're doing <laughs> the Lord's work and not Lord. wasting time at all. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I want to know what he was talking. I want to know who he was talking about. I wish he said, but I know he. I'm more interested. I just want to. It's just one of those things.
0: Yeah, I'm more interested in like kind of. I I heard your take on it. To be totally honest with you, if you hadn't brought it up, like I'm, I'm not sure if I wouldn't have even talked about it because I just couldn't care less. But I actually find it very interesting now that you mentioned it. And I think the the one thing that I did take from it was just the dichotomy of like what people say and how they say it and how it's translated. I think that's always just yeah. interesting. But I do think Tom Brady's just different because he's just so good at what he does. So I, Dude, I really don't want to hang
1: on this. I'm Sounds <laughs> I like you're hanging thought. on this, Johnny. I had, I had another thought. Oh, this God. is really weird. He beat the Broncos and the Raiders, but he didn't beat the Bears. Why would he have said, I'm going to beep you up to a team that he lost to? Maybe it wasn't the bear. Oh, this is fascinating. I'm going to Oh, I'm going to have Oh, this glad is awesome. somebody's fascinated.
0: <laughs> God of
1: mercy. I'm sorry. All right, now go on. I, I don't even know what you're talking about next. but go on. Uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> do you even it. care about what I'm
0: talking about next. Or are you no, just going to be looking that, no. at your I'm statue a, of a, Tom a, Brady you've I'm built yourself? I'm already for drawing
1: own. the <laughs> drawing the lines and making the connecting the
0: dots here. <laughs> oh, jeez. I can't believe I hired you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's look at some top unsigned free agents via CBS Sports. So I looked up this list earlier this week and I was kind of shocked to see some of the names on this list. Um so these are currently unsigned. These guys are not on an NFL roster, which again, I'm just like, you know, you look at them and you're like, wow. Obviously slightly older, but I digress. So top five uh unsigned free agents via CBS Sports. We got Todd Gurley, Richard Sherman, Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Ingram, and Golden Tate. So Melvin Ingram from the Charters. Golden Tate, obviously, from the Eagles and Giants. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was with the Chiefs. Uh, Richard Sherman, obviously, with the 49ers. And Todd Gurley, who was with the Falcons. Uh, Shawnee, in your mind, you go first because I'm kind of interested in hearing um, what you have to say. In your mind, who do you think gets signed first?
1: All right, um, I'm going to go with the fact that those were all, correct me if I'm wrong, all very physical positions, especially the running backs. I'm going to go with the youngest one, Todd Gurley, age 26. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah. Tate is 32. Um, who were the other ones? There was somebody else who was 32. Sherman, I don't even know. How Melvin old Ingram, Tate.
0: I believe, is 32. Richard Sherman, I think, is up there, too. I'm going to check Richard.
1: You Go ahead and talk about who you think, and I'm going to check Richard Sherman's age. Actually, give me one second. I'm pulling that up right now. Yeah. Richard's, oh, he's only 33.
0: Mm. Richard Sherman? I mean, for yeah, a corner, he was, he, for a corner that's you know, yeah. and for a physical corner too. Th- I mean, because that's mm-hmm. the thing is, right? He's a physical corner and he's a big corner too. So when you when you lose your speed, even if you're not known for your speed, when you lose it, it, it really does end up yeah. hurting. Um, my answer here is actually going to be Mel Melvin Ingram is the first one that's going to be signed. Um, I'm going to read you what CBS Sports has to say about this, uh, okay. and I'm going to kind of give you my take on it. CBS Sports says – who wrote this? I want to give the proper – yeah, Tyler Sullivan uh, for CBS Sports. Um, He said, you don't have to look too far back to find a time when Ingram was considered to be one of the better players at his position. Heading into last season, the longtime Chargers defensive end was coming off three straight Pro Bowl appearances and five straight regular season campaigns with at least seven sacks. In 2020, however, Ingram was limited to just seven games due to a knee injury. While he wasn't able to compile any sacks over that limited stretch – he was still able to get after the quarterback, totaling 12 pressures, seven hurries, and five knockdowns. So my answer for this one's going to be Melvin Ingram, and it's for the reasons exactly what Tyler was saying, is I think he's the guy who's proven to produce. Look, uh, you know, Golden Tate is is kind of a thumbtack. He's he's a, he's a tough guy. He can make contested catches over the middle. He's a great slot receiver. Um, but there's just a lot of that, and I think a lot of slot receivers, I, I, I think slot receivers are easier to come by um, you can get them cheaper, you can get them younger. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I, I, just think there's more of them. And I think with, with the defensive end, um, a veteran presence specifically, Melvin Ingram is not too far removed from, from producing. I think a team like, I think he suggested the Rams would be a team. And I think that's a perfect landing spot. If Melvin Ingram were to sign with the Rams on like a vet minimum one year deal. Um, don't be surprised if two or three of these guys are off the board um, by the time training camp rolls around, because that's really where um, training camp veterans uh, get cut, and then training camp mm-hmm. uh, veterans are, are added. So you'll see a lot of these names that end up going off the board. But it's kind of sad when you look through the list, like Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell. You think about two, three, four years ago, those guys were the top of their positions. I mean, they were they were you know top two, top three fantasy picks in your fantasy draft, and now you know they're just playing Madden right now, waiting for a job. Yeah. So it's it's wild. It shows you the turnover. But I do think Melvin Ingram, just because he he's not far removed. I think Golden Tate's a couple of years removed from really productive years with the Lions. Le'Veon Bell's obviously, and Todd Gurley is also removed. Um, they, they've Le'Veon Bell's a little bit of a different situation. Todd Gurley's dealt with injuries, and then Richard Sherman, I just think, is unfortunately he's hit that age gap where I think that you know I think so too. He I I I think it's just gonna be hard for him to find a gig. Um, I'm gonna go Melvin Ingram. What do you think?
1: Todd Gurley. I'm gonna stick with my answer. I'm okay. gonna stick with I the like youngest that. one on the list. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not not too far removed from a really productive season or couple seasons. Sure. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Todd Gurley. Yeah.
0: I like that. Um. I like that. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. So I'm gonna keep that list handy. So come training camp, we'll be able to keep track of kind of the cuts and signings there. And uh, our last thing I want to touch on before we um, hop up out of here um Sean I'm gonna ask you first and then I'll answer um we're gonna go back up to New England Mac Jones Cam Newton uh that's kind of the quarterback competition that's what guys have you know a lot of media members have said Mac Jones is really really impressed Um, a lot of Mm -hmm. them feel like he's really getting a good grasp of the offense which is not surprising I mean you go from Nick Saban to Bill Belichick I mean talk about apprenticeship just handing off the baton I mean two of the best football coaches you know combined on the college level and the pro level um I think it's a great transition period. Who do you think starts week one? Mac Jones, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. I think yeah. that's already been decided. Um, I think Mac Jones.
1: He's good in training camp, but I think it's best for him if he learns from somebody like Cam Newton, who has those years of experience. Uh, you know, I, I in the NFL, there's no substitute for experience. No. And at the end of the day, Mac Jones is going to make rookie mistakes that Cam Newton wouldn't make. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Cam Newton. Now, if Newton kind of has a 2020-type year and we get to week six, seven or so, I, it might be Mac Jones stepping in, but yeah. I don't, at least for the first four or five games, I think Cam Newton will be the starter. Uh, but if he—if he's sliding there, then
0: I think we could see Mac Jones. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think, unfortunately, um, you know, maybe it's a, um, I think maybe it's it's an age thing, but I, I, or maybe it's just the injury thing, but I really do think that you know, if Cam Newton, you know, shows up week four and he's producing the way he did last year, uh, before his, you know, after his injury, I, I think Mac Jones is, is going to find his way on the field sooner than later. And what do the Patriots have to mm-hmm. lose, really? You know, what do they have yeah. to lose? Um, especially if well, they week feel like four, he's
1: Week four is that, uh, that big Tom Brady return. Oh, man. Wow. So that'll be, I mean, if you see, it's so. It's. Uh, Cam Newton's a tough topic because mm-hmm. he. I like him and I don't like him both as a person and as a player. Actually, I really like him as a player. Well, no, not not based on last year. But I like him and I don't like him person and player. Um I just I don't know. I just last year he started out looking good, but then he he just made I mean he what did he have like 9 passing touchdowns mm. all in total last year? I mean he had a he decent struggled. amount of rushing yards. No, he struggled he, a lot. It, it was just it was painful. Yeah. Like it was it was just he was not doing anything. So I think Bill Belichick's going to give him at least up till week 4 or 5 and then if Cam's out there and he's doing two touchdowns a game and you know an interception every other game, he'll he'll keep the starting starting job from now from there on, but um or until he makes big mistakes. But if he's doing what he did last year by week four, I I got a feeling we'll see Mac Jones.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's where my I head's don't think
1: I don't think Bill Belichick will let it get to the point to where he'll stick with Cam Newton even if it means missing the playoffs. Kind of like what he did last year. I think he'll say, okay, we we need a change, or we are going to miss the playoffs. So he'll get desperate, I guess, and put in Mac Jones.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's like I said. There's just you know, what do they have to lose, really? You know, um, exactly. That's just kind of where where I think they're at, and
1: yeah. But I I think I think Cam Newton's gonna be, have a better year uh, this year than he did last year. I think so too. But we shall see. Yeah, we, we shall see. We
0: shall see, my friend. We shall see. Well, I think this is a good time to um, good spot to drop the anchor uh, okay. and to uh, to say sayonara this week. Uh, but like I said, on Friday we're gonna get that bonus episode out to you, Damian Bartonic. Uh, he joined me uh and it was just so much fun. So we're gonna chat it up with Damien. Um Friday you're gonna get your bonus episode. But for us here this week, that should be everything, right, Shawnee? Do do we have anything else we need to cover? Um I'm gonna I'm gonna break down this
1: investigation and I will have a report <laughs> to you within two years. You're gonna have a you gonna have that Mueller report, the hundred and
0: fifty page report out on, on what exactly. you think is going on?
1: I it's gonna be I'm gonna get a team and we're gonna evaluate <laughs> 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 or we could just, you know, get Tom Brady's phone number. I've always wanted that. And or you could learn name. how to,
0: like, ice skate and, you know, or you, you learn how to do wood wooden crafts. Start a business. Do, yeah. yeah do Make a computer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Start no. a business. <laughs> no.
1: Let's not get ridiculous, Connor. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep the priorities <laughs> straight. <laughs> Tom Brady uh, over everything.
0: Oh, God have mercy. You poor soul. You poor soul. Well, Johnny, <laughs> it was always, uh, it's always great chatting with you. Uh, welcome. Thank uh, welcome you, sir. back. It's, uh, yeah, I missed you the last few weeks, but, um, It'll be fun. So we're gonna get this out to you. This is your Wednesday episode. Friday we will be uh, with Damian Bartonic. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, but for everybody, again, thank you so much. Continue to subscribe and leave a five star review it means the world. And um, I think next week I'm gonna to try to do a mailbag segment. So um, we'll stick out. Um, we'll stick out on social medias um, on kind of our platforms to, to get uh, some questions and, and uh, we'll give you all a shout on the pod. Um, again, I'll put it out on Instagram, Facebook. you have any questions send it in send your name we'll give you a shout on the pod and we will do our mailbag segment next week but for me connor forrest your host rashaun Olet, live from south south north carolina north Sean. it's 10 5 p.m i need to go to bed somebody (laughs) help me my mother i need help johnny you're the best man thank you so much thank you we will see you guys next week thank you so much for tuning in and as always we will catch you all on the other side